brother. Play the other one I took you to play. Happy birthday, Teddy. Okay, there you go, DJ Rich. It's Biscuit, the biggest vlogger. Consistency is key. We the biggest. Wild Cherry Pepsi Fridays. Man, oh man, when DJ Rich gets on that ones and twos, anything can happen. Anything can happen, bro. And so we practiced the intro before we started. Do we got the record right now, Rich? Press play, man. It's Teddy Pendergrass's birthday. Very important. When somebody loves you like, let's go. I seen this biscuit out there of two J's. You and I seen you out there. Anything is possible. Today, we called it White Van Talk. I didn't realize I scheduled a big boy. I didn't realize something. So, y'all was all on this White Van shit. So, I said, oh, shit. I'm going to give him some of those stories. Oh. Mind you, this is live and everybody's watching. So, it's but how far could you go with these stories, right? Um... Because you can't tell them everything because if not, um, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Let's address Roxy Diaz, formerly of 106 and Park. So she made me go back and she's been heckling the show saying she beat me at the Rucker. If you don't know, Rucker basketball was the biggest thing in New York City. Every summer, if you were somebody, if you had a fly outfit, if you had a dope car, the place to be was 155th. Uh, and so I fell in love with the game and I became a coach, team owner, alongside the one and only Coach Mousy, who's a living legend. And 
As a duo, we became the world's most winningest coach in street basketball. No doubt. Uh, I say shit. If you wasn't there, you think I'm lying. I know every time I say it, it's, uh, it sounds too good to be true. I get it. Most people ain't live. I call myself the Forrest Gump of hip-hop. Because if it was relevant from the street to hip-hop culture to whatever you name, I was there. Not only there. Big part of history. Hall of Fame and whatever angle you do. And so there's some people who's miserable, mad at themselves, in their own space. And so, here it goes. From what I gathered. In 01, we won the championship. Whoever, it was times I had Stephon Marbury, Allen Iverson, Skip Tamalu, Kareem Reed, and they bought it on the same starting five. Uh, Google it. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, Amari Stoudemire, Jermaine O'Neal, AI all the time, um, Rasheed Wallace, uh, whoever you named that was popping at the time, they played for Fat Joe all the time. Uh, Ron Artest. So in 01, I won the championship. I'm, a, I'm only addressing this because Roxy been heckling me, saying she beat me for the, for the chip. In 02, I won the championship. So now let's be clear. Once you win the championship, the next day starts, you got to defend that. It's over. You can't keep celebrating you won one champ. So in 02, I won the next championship. In 03, I won the next championship. In 04, I won the next championship. Now, be clear. This is the biggest tournament in the world. You name them, I brought them. Love you too. Uh, 2005. You asked me, we was robbed. But we lost the chip to Black Wall Street, which was Dorian Gray, a uh, couple of cats that played for me years before, and they went on and got their own team, and they beat us. And I think the refs jerked us, but it's okay. We lost. 2006, we came back. We beat them on the championship. Um, I think I'm missing one more. Now, I retired in 2006 because you got to understand, you can't just go out there and coach teams. You got to recruit. You got to bring all type of players. You got to bring this shit hard. This was hard to do. I was out there all summer taking no shows. I mean, look up the years. Lean Back was number one. What's Love was number one. In, I mean, number one in the country. Biggest anthems in the world. People offering me 150000 a show. I'm turning them all down because I'm coaching the team. A lot of stress. And so... After I won that last chip, my daughter was born, so I retired. And I guess Roxy's team with Kimball Walker won in 2007, the year I left. 
Now, it's very hard to win at the Rutgers. I'm not taking nothing away from what she has done. But did she beat Terror Squad? No, not. And so we got love for Roxy. Too much. But Joe Crack always answers the call. And so it's too much energy, too much time. I wouldn't even be able to know how to recruit. Uh, shout out to Mousy. Wouldn't it be possible without him out there? Greg Maris, rest in peace. What a great man. Uh, G-Spin, what's good? And so, uh, Greg Maris, I had a, y'all all know about the blackout between us and Jay-Z. Jay-Z came and put a team in there with Steve Stout and them, and they was winning every game. We was winning every game. Uh, and when we finally got to the chip that me and Jay-Z was going to play each other, Jay-Z's coming out there with Beyonce, Diddy's dancing. You know, we young, so we acting stupid out there. I'm coming in there, big T.S. chain that Raul wears, the mothership, no T-shirt on. The whole rucker watching the whole Harlem. Ridiculous shit. And so the day we were supposed to play the chip, a blackout happens. So at 12 noon before the blackout, they already had 30,000 kids trying to get into a park that holds like 500. At 12 noon. Let alone 7, 8 o'clock at night when the game was supposed to happen. So thank God... There was a blackout and no game was done. We came back. Two days later, I showed up with my team. I never really saw uh, the whole um, Rockefeller team. And so we won by forfeit. Now, there's a lot of politics going on out there. So I stood in the park for like two, three hours waiting for my guys to show up. And they didn't, uh, the, the opponents. And so we walked out. Greg Marius, of course, had to make a just decision and say, hey, they didn't come. Joe was here. Joe wins the championship. That was hard. We talking about Jay-Z. We talking about Steve Stout. We talking about big money players that could have damaged his relationship with them and getting money with them and sponsorship and all that. And uh, and so I've always respected him as a man, you know, as he was passing away, maybe like two years ago, I think three years ago, he asked for me to come see him in the um, hospital. Uh, and I prayed over him with, with, and told him how much of a great man he was, how many kids lives he changed, uh, having a place that was safe for all the kids to play and, and having a park that was so prestigious that NBA players wanted to come play and show the kids love. And for me, it was giving back because a lot of these kids who emulate these stars never get to see them. Because in the NBA stadium, those tickets is hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. So the fact that we could bring the NBA stars out there and they could see them was a form of giving back. But Greg Maris is a great man. So Roxy, to address Roxy, because we duck nothing. I won in 01, 02, 03, 04, 05. 05, I got beat by Black Wall Street. I came back in 2006 and won that chip. And then 2007 is when 
uh, Roxy won her chip. Um, tonight I know we was talking. Uh, we was talking white van talk, but I gotta. Uh, I guess. Hold up. Yeah, I don't see it, so we'll see if it's under something else. No. Right, let me try it again. You v sure? V I C M E N S A. Here. I don't know, I don't see it. You see this one? Yeah, but it ain't it ain't popping up. I'm saying the same thing. Well, not on yet. So yeah, he might not be on yet. You know? And I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I said eight six This shit ain't easy we be doing every night. Getting different talent. This week who we had? Omar from the wire, Michael K. Williams. Who we had on Tuesday? Tuesday we had Somebody huge. Then we had Terrell Hicks from Belly. Uh, from Bronx Tale. Yo, Ro Paris. Salute on your new acting career. Uh, Ro Paris. He got a show on, 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 on BET called Games People Play. Uh, so he's in there. My brother Ro Paris. I'm going to post that for you. Um, oh, yeah. He's on there now. I've seen it. Uh, let me see. Yeah, 8.15. This guy's professional. And, uh, Ro Paris, I'm proud of you, my brother. We love you. Yo, Vic. Peace. Yo, what's up, brother, man? How you doing, man? Peace, man. Man, I'm uh, <laughs> blessed, man. How you? Yo, man, you always laid back, man. Every time I see you <laughs> laid back, you just like a smooth dude. Man, I'm cool, man. I got a little bit of do say with me, man. You know. Uh oh, you rapping the home team, huh? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me ask you a question, man. Coming from Chicago, Vic Mensa. I remember when Jay Z went out on that tour, and he had you open up for him. Yes, sir. Uh, you know Jay Z don't mess with just anybody, and 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 you went and opened up for him. What was that like? And did you know at the time? Because you was young at the time, but did you know he really don't mess with nobody like that and let them open up for him? I was already knowing, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, that, that, was, that was an insane experience because growing up, I have always been such a student of the game. So I recall, you know, sitting in, sitting in the library with the Walkman, with the headphones, me and my guy sharing one headphone each, listening to the clean version CD of Blueprint 1. You know, because our parents probably didn't let us buy the, you know, the the dirty version, the explicit <laughs> version. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was a dream come true. That was full circle. And, uh, you know, my relationship with Hove has just always been like, you know, one of, one of a personal nature, you know what I'm saying? And so I definitely understood that he doesn't really fuck with people like that. You know what I'm saying? And 
I've always just built just built with them on a real level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and so night after night, it's insanity. Real hip hop is in the building. I went to one of them shows and I seen you get out the trailer. You ain't seen me. But I seen you walking in stage and I looked at you and I said, man, look at the young boy flying, man. You about to touch that stage. Jay-Z come on after you. I seen you walk in the stadium in the arena. I was like, man, he must feel real good right now to have this opportunity. Nah, that felt amazing, you know what I'm saying? And like, that that show, especially the way that it was, um, you know what I'm saying? It's like, in the round, the stage is 360. That was I mean? crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And it's like, it was also, it was particular, it was unique because, you know, you can only see about 10, 20 feet in front of you. Otherwise, it's just like phone light and faint, you know, figures of people, but you really can't see much. It's like, it's like you, I almost had to just treat it like I was performing for, you know, for, for TV or something, you know what I'm saying? Like in a 3D space, cause you can't see the people, but you could feel them though, you know what I mean? Yo, you know what's crazy is I went uh, to Brooklyn when y'all performed, and I ran into a guy I had beef with years before. Wow. This guy is so big, Vic. I mean, <laughs> this guy is so fucking big. I went to use with me, Rich. You know, Rich play. Yo, that's wild too, for I mean, you this, to be saying somebody so yo, big. must have been really big. This motherfucker big, right? And one time me and this dude had uh, real words. But his crew moved him on. And more, you know, because some people hear Fat Joe tough. Every now and then I get a guy who's seven feet tall who, who who's like, fuck that, man. You know, you know, and then we gotta we gotta get into it or we gotta like figure this out. And so uh me and this guy had words, but they broke it up. I ain't see him since then. I walk up in there to go see Jay-Z, the biggest motherfucker on earth is there. I said, holy shit, I'm gonna get rid of Man, I think we're going to have to get busy in this motherfucker. And uh, sure enough, the dude saw me. He said, what's up? And kept rocking. And that's how powerful Jay-Z's music is. Right. Well, that he, we, I want to see him rock. Homeboy rocking. We forgot all about that. Uh, for you, uh, you're a positive young dude. Um, you rock with Chance the Rapper a lot. Um, you grow up. And I, you grow up in a city just filled with violence, right? Um, how do you how do you go to maintain the right track and not fall off track and get caught up in the violence and the gang life? Shit, we might have lost Vic Manson, man. Hello. Man, he might be froze up. Yo, Vic, why don't you click? Yeah, click off, huh? I don't know. Oh, I'm good. I hear you now. You got me? Hello? You got me? Yeah, so the question is, young brother like you, growing up in the city, so much violence, so much gang life, how do you walk a straight path, and how do you get to where you was and overcame all the gang life and all the violence? 
for me, it's just been a process of, of learning and recognizing that none of that shit defines me. You know what I'm saying? I come from a place where everybody is gang affiliated and everybody validates their, their manhood and their value by being violent and by a, ability to be violent. But as I've grown older, I've just had to understand that none of that defines me. You know what I'm saying? And I've been caught up in all type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But I but I realized that the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Every time I, you know, if I steal on a nigga, it cost me 10 bands. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? And it then, cost me 50 every week. Yo, it cost me money every time I do anything in that space. And it's not only just money, it's like peace of mind. You know what I mean? So I had all type of shit going on where I'm into it with this person and, you know, some of it public, some of it in the industry. And then I'll take it in another direction. It might, you know, it might end up in the streets for real. And then it has to get, you know, figured out in that way. And now my whole, my whole equilibrium, my whole mission is, is thrown off track because I'm, I'm in a paranoid place and I'm, you know, keeping it on me at all times. And I'm like, that's not what I'm here to focus on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I, I had to learn, you know, also. I, I, just, I just know because me, I'll tell you a crazy story. I, tell, I do this thing every now uh, and then I call it white van talk. When we talk about real shit, violence and all that. And the people, I promised them white van talk. But I'll tell them a learning lesson. One day, I get a phone call from one of the most dangerous guys in my neighborhood who respects me. He's down with me. He's like, yo, you know, little such and such, this little kid I watched grow up his whole life. His mother and his grandmother used to feed me when I was a kid. Beautiful family, right, in my project. So he called me up. He said, yo, I'm about to, yo, Vic, we can't see you, Matt. Damn, Matt, that, that. Damn, this shit tripping. All right, I'm here. All right. So I go, I'm, I'm in my house chilling. I'm already famous, fat Joe, minding my business. Phone rings on a beautiful sunny day. So he tells me, I said, yo, hold up. I said, hold up. At least he respected me to call me. I said, you know, I know his mother. I know his whole family, right? So I go. And I pull up to my projects, right? Broad daylight, beautiful day. So I see him and I say, yo, B. He turns around and pulls out a gun on me. This is the kid I came out my house to save. He was wilding. He pulls out a gun on me. He said, they sent you, they sent you. And he kept running. He ran up in his grandmother's crib. So now when that happened to me, I looked to the side, the dangerous one sees that. He's gone. Like, you know, he went to go get that thing, legend. So next thing you know, I pull up to the project. I could not believe that this kid pulled out a gun on me, right? I'm, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this is crazy. I came out my house to save this kid because the guy he got beef with, serious guy. Boom. His mother, his aunt come out, all of them come out. And they talking to me, I said, but your son pulled out a gun on me. I came out of my house. I was with my family. I came to save this kid's life. And so by the time I turned around, I'm talking to her. This guy's here, two other guys. They telling me, Joey, get out the way. They're trying to move me out the way. They behind the tree. 
They're about to let this thing go legend. And long story short, this woman fed me, man, my whole life. And so I told her, bring your son out so we can get this over with. So the kid comes. He acting like he got some of that. He's like, no, I thought you was in on I said, yo, bro, I came to save your life. I don't got no reason to be here. I'm already fat, Joe. Like, I, I don't have to be here. And long story short, I'm talking to the kid. The best thing might have happened. The guy who's the dangerous one shoves me out the way, takes his belt off, and starts whipping the kid's ass down the middle of the street instead of uh. killing him. He whips his ass with a belt. But I'm not going to lie to you. I never jumped in the middle of a beef again. I never came out my house in the middle of a beef again. And I'm telling you that because so much violence, where you from? Was you ever caught up in the middle of something where they made you, like, try to squash a beef or something? You know, I ain't been in those situations where people, you know what I mean, try to make me squash a beef. But Chicago is a place where it's like, by just being around somebody, you can immediately be caught up in whatever they got going on. You know what I'm saying? So just because I grew up with guys that, um, you know, just drill and they got problems with people from across the way, I might bring one of those guys out to the club with me, you know, because I'm like, man, I know you since seventh grade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I might bring him to the club with me. And he, he puts me on his Instagram story, and now I got his ops looking at me like, oh, you with him? You know what I mean? And now, now you the ops. You know, I'll be it's, like, man. It's, 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 it's the weirdest thing, because when I go to Chicago and I got a show or something, you know, my brother, rest in peace, King Cato, man, was real tight. I've never been That's a Latin right. king or nothing like that. But King Cato is my brother, rest in the peace. The legend. The legend. So when, when I come to Chicago, the Latin Kings show up just by affiliation of me and King Cato being family. Then one of my brother's best friends, he covered. The moral to the story is Fat Joe be sitting down with the whole gang community around. I've never been in a gang in my life. But if I got a show or I'm hosting a club and it's All-Star Weekend, the whole shit is gangs. And usually be mad at each other because of Joe Crack. I connect them and they crack peace in there. But I be sitting in there like, yo, this shit is crazy. You know, and uh and and so Chicago, I love Chicago, man. Uh about with the Latin kids, man. Says hi. She says, hurt people, hurt people. I believe that. I believe that. And like you said, people, you know, I was like that. You know what I'm saying? I was like that. You know, I got bullied so much to where I became a predator. And felt the power of that. Girls liked me after that. And so I got caught up in that whole world. Thank God um, I changed my life. But, you know, when I say you and, and Chance the Rapper. So Chance the Rapper, right? The way I heard about Chance the Rapper was he was rocking in the White House for Obama and Obama's family. So everybody I knew who went to the White House, Chance the Rapper was the honorary performer. How did he get that plug with Obama where he used to perform in the White House? Like, because that's where, I don't know no better, but that's where I think his career took off from. 
I don't even know, dog. I actually, I knew he tapped in with Obama, but I didn't know he performed there. I'm not sure how he got into it with Obama. You don't know. And so you and him, you're very good friends. Uh, you know, shout out Rest in Peace, Pink House. Shout out Cabrini Greens. Fat Joe used to be in Cabrini Greens playing football, basketball. Hey, that's legend. That's legend. No. And, and, and big shout out to Ken Cato, man. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Dame. You know what I mean? One of Kato's right-hand guys just got out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, legends in the city, man. I've been telling them, yo, they need a movie, man. Oh, no. We got a movie coming. You got the movie coming? King Kato coming, yes. Okay, bet that. That is a fact. Sanctioned by his mother, his family. So, you know, they partnered up with me, and I'm making sure my brother Pito, I'm making sure that this shit is right. I met That's Kanye West with Kato. I met R. Kelly through Kato. I met Your everybody word. through Kato. Yeah, man, you know, Kato was for the people. I'm already knowing. You know what I'm saying? So, by yeah, the people, for the people, by the people. And so I would go to Cabrini Greens, play pickup basketball, um, and just love being there because it's the world's biggest project and everybody had love. I would sit down with Rashid Common. Word. And Common got to be like super rich, right? Because me and him were both broke in like 93 when I first started. And we were sitting there. He'd be telling me, you see this property? It's going to come up. I got to buy these buildings. I got to This is when I was thinking of McDonald's and shit. Like, yo, I was going to eat fucking chicken nuggets and french fries. He was scoping out real estate. And I would sit down with him. And uh, yeah, I was sitting down with. I'm really proud, proud of him because I started with, with Common from day one on Relativity Records, and uh, Word, I didn't even know that. Yeah, man, and and uh, Common's my yeah. favorite MC, man. I grew up. He's your Common favorite music. MC. It's my favorite. Always has been. Yeah. Sold by the pound. Yo, sold by the pound, man. Watermelon, you know what I mean? All them no ID joints. They had a guy in Chicago, right? I forget his name. Maybe y'all can help me in um in, in these comments. They had a guy in Chicago. He was so nice at freestyles off the top. Juice. MC Juice. Juice went battle. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go to Chicago and go wherever Juice was at. He would battle and take everybody's head off in Chicago. We're going to show Juice this. Shout out to Juice. Juice is one of my... One of my guys, man, I work with Juice a lot, actually. You know what I mean? I worked with him on uh, on these projects I'm releasing right now. Juice is, he's the nicest freestyler of all time, hands of down. Of all time, right? He's like, he could be eight bars ahead. I've never seen somebody put such complex punchlines in a freestyle literally off the top. You know what I mean? He's the what nicest. And now, now he's, go. going, he's going crazy with the songwriting. You should rock with him. He's going crazy with the man, songwriting, too. he's amazing, man. That dude, I used to go watch him. Um, used to go watch him every time I was in Chicago. I'd be like, yo, where Juice at? And they'd be like, he in this spot. And I'd just be in the back watching him kill everybody. Nobody ever, no, I don't think nobody's ever better than him. We had one guy in New York at one time that was super high. His name was Supernatural. Yeah, 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 Supernatural. Really, really dope. Supernatural was really, this. really dope. Tell me about your new project, my brother. New project is called I Tape. So it's the second of a three-part installment. You know what I mean? The first one was V-Tape. That was in about September. This I-Tape. 
see tape coming. You know what I mean? And this project is like, I say it's largely about freedom. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling a lot of stories about um, some of my guys that's in the joint. You know what I mean? I have a lot of phone calls from the joint on the project. Um, also just some bars, you know what I mean? Some SC Just Blaze production, um, you know, some tough shit. And um, and a lot of storytelling, you know what I mean? That That's kind of, that's why I love comedy, you know what I mean? Storytelling is really, that's my bread and butter. You like st telling stories. They, my man Dre from Cool and Dre, he don't never let me tell a story. Like every time I write, I try to tell a story. <laughs> he make me scrap and be like, yo, don't tell a story. Uh, <laughs> Talk that shit. They want to hear the dawn. You know, I mean, he got to be right because I've been successful all these years. But sometimes I want to tell a story and he stopped me. He'd be like, yo, fuck the story, man. Yo, talk that shit. They want to hear the dawn. Talk that shit. Yeah. And, um, and, and, but I love the art of storytelling. Um, I love the art of storytelling. So with um, this tape, where can we get this tape? It's everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I noticed lately you've been going to Africa, Ghana, you said you're going to mm -hmm. Tanzania. Yeah. Uh, what's in it in Africa for you? Why, why, why are you so focused on Africa and connecting Right. With the African people like that, like, like what, what, what is it about Africa that draws you to it? Man, Africa is our backbone, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like if if we in America and Europe as the diaspora, if we the limbs reaching across the globe, Africa's the skeleton. You know what I'm saying? And every system in the body can uh, function within itself, but without the skeletal system, it all collapses. Like, and so we don't you we don't move as one body because we don't recognize that, that the basis, the skeleton of our body is on the continent. And I'm lucky enough to be directly from Africa. My father's from Ghana, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But something that I've just been pushing is just, you know, t telling people that it's like, yo, if we don't know where we came from, you know what I mean? Then how can we know where we need to go? And there's so much power in us connecting with our roots, you know what I'm saying? And with our ancestry and our heritage, but they don't want us to, you know? It's it, it's like- Yeah, but I, I don't know if they don't want us to because um, sure there's, there's, there's been much propaganda on Africa. Cause when I first went there, like I thought a giraffe was gonna come through my window. I, I you know, I, you know, you see shit, right? <laughs> and, um, all the time, I got a story about one of the greatest rappers ever in history. Um, I can't tell you who, because it's disrespect, but this guy's like a going back to Africa guy, right? Like, you know, in the music, you know, let's say like common sense, pro-black. And one day I see him in a rest restaurant. I'm like, yo, man, I got a late flight, man. I'm headed out to Africa. He was like, what you going to Africa for it? I said, yo, I got to show. And then I was like, this is the going back to Africa guy. This motherfucker ain't never been to Africa. I've been over there 50 times. And so I'm like, um, do motherfuckers want to go and see the motherland and, and see what it is? Or, you know, because it's time. It's time. 
And I know every time something goes on, and shout out to all my African people watching, every time there's something going on in America, Black Lives Matter, this and this and that, all my African viewers, they come right on here. You have a home. Come home. Come exactly. home. No, and when I, when I say they don't want us to go, I don't mean Africans. I mean... Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about Africans. You're just saying yeah. they, they make it you know I mean? seem like... We've been disjointed, so I'm, I'm just, I'm preaching, I'm pushing to people, you know what I'm saying? The money that you could spend going from Chicago and New York to L.A. and staying in a hotel for a week, you could literally go to Africa. You could go to Ghana. I switched my trip. I'm going to South Africa now. My round-trip flight is $700. Wow. You know what I'm saying? From, from here to South Africa, I just got a round-trip for 730 minutes ago. Uh, and so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, it's accessible. if you really want to go, you'll go. It's accessible. You know what I mean? And, and it's that's something that everybody needs to push because the love you receive in Africa, it's like nowhere else in the world. Like, I've literally been like Ali Bumbaye. Like, I've literally walked <laughs> down the streets of Angola with a thousand Angolians like, fa, Joe, fa, Joe, fa. And you feel this love that you cannot feel in the States. It's just, it's not here like that. Everybody here is too cool. Mm -hmm. Everybody here is too cool. Everybody here might have an ego. Everybody here has, it's some shit that made, that, that changed. You could be the brokest dude. The, I done took the brokest motherfuckers, damn near homeless, living in their mother's floor, and be like, yo, here's a job. I'm not doing that shit. I'm bigger than that. You know, I got... It's some crazy shit. Yo, me too, fam. It's some crazy... Right? I've been there a million times. $20-something an hour. Yo, my man's the manager. He's going to give him a job. Nah, B, I'm bigger than that. They trying to play me this and... It's, I've been there a million times. you want to talk times. about something that's been trained in us, that yeah. has been trained to the hood. Oh, 100%, man. I've been there so many times where it's like... You know, I, I try to take one of the guys and put them in position, but the ego is too strong for them to be able to play a role and be able to recognize that being a part of a winning team is being a winner. You know what I'm saying? But we so caught up in our ego. I mean, that's that's the source of most of our problems. Yeah, the ego is, it, it, yeah, we all got egos, man. I'm guilty of it too. Pride, ego, you know, when I met, uh, 50 Cent, um, after we had the beef, he was like, yo, man, you know what I know about you? You the guy with the most pride. He said, every time I was bored and I just felt like starting some shit, I knew if I said something to you, you'll come right back in one second and start the shit. He said, you got too much pride. And so you got to learn. So maybe, and then some people look at me and be like, yo, I fuck with Joe, man. He got pride. He got loyalty. Right. But they'll take your strength and throw it against you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So ego and all that. And then, man, I had these conversations. But I'm just saying, I met a man today, right? I met a man today, right? Some friends came in from out of town. And my wife was like, man, let's do something special for them. Because, you know, New York, man, that shit, that shit been cloudy every day, dark. It ain't, it, you know. And so they come down, and so we rent the little baby yacht. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting down with the owner, and he's telling me a story how he's from Venezuela. 
And if you know about Venezuela, they fucked up right now. They ain't got no money. I'm already they they yeah. rich in oil, but the government done fucked everything up. So he's telling me, yo, I got to this country. They paid me $10 an hour as a dishwasher. I was washing dishes four, 400 hours a week. He was like, I didn't care. Anybody took off, I was there. I didn't want nothing off. I didn't have nothing. So he kept working till he built up a G a week, 15 hours. He was like, yo, this is a lot. I came to this country with $20. The moral to the story, the man came to this country five years ago, learned English. Now he's a millionaire, renting yachts and sports cars in Miami and shit like that. And the man said, I had no one to impress. He said something about Americans, they get caught up in like impressing or something. I had nothing to lose. That's why I'm successful. Mm. And so a lot of times, you know, we got to put pride aside. You know, Fat Joe, you, everybody has, we show the winning, we never show the journey. You understand? So Puff Daddy, he was an intern cleaning the studio, working for Andre Arrell, doing what he had to do. Then the one day they gave him his chance, he knocked it out the park. And so what happens is we never show people the journey. We show us jumping off the yachts and having a great time. And so people are always, they want the finished thing, but don't want to fight. They don't want to see what's in between. They don't want to do that. And so uh, I commend you for your love for Africa. I love Africa too. I've been to every, pretty much every country in Africa. Every is what I'm saying, every, right? And I love it. For one time, I thought I might move to Africa. That's how I felt. No, I'm serious. I was up there. <laughs> Me too, yo. I'm definitely going to move to Africa at a point you of time. You see? Sure. And, then, and then I understand when Luda's wife is from Tanzania, Dar Salaam, and he got dual uh, passport. Because he go over there, he says, yo, man, this is our people. They got nothing but love. You know what I'm saying? And they can teach us a lot about that. Um. Vic Mensa, thanks for coming to the show. Tell them what the name of the tape is because I want everybody to stream and download it ASAP. Yes, sir. I tape available everywhere now. I appreciate you for, for giving me a chance to speak my mind, man. You know what I mean? Yo, God bless you, brother. I've been watching you a long time. I love how you handle yourself, man. You always stay positive. You're always doing for the people, and I appreciate that. That's, that's all I really respect. It's people who give back and do for the community. Yes, sir. It's all love. Shout out my girl, Erica Ford from New York. She was going Yo, crazy for you. Big shout out to Erica Ford. That's the OG. She loves you, my brother. Nothing but love, Vic. Yes, Stay sir. Up. Love, God. Peace. Peace, brother. Damn, man. Vic Manson. There you have it. Huh? Lenny Green? What happened? Oh, yeah, he's smooth like Lenny, Lenny Green from the Quiet Storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Vic Mensa, he's smooth. You know, he's smooth like Lenny Green from the Quiet Storm. Shout out to Ghana. Shout out to Garbone. Shout out to Tanzania. Shout out to Djibouti. Have you ever heard of Djibouti, guys? Angola, Luanda, Rwanda, Sierra Leone, Kenya, Zimbabwe. South Africa.
Fat Joe Records, Sunshine, number one in South Africa now. Who? Yeah, it is. I was going to give him no, no white van talk. Ted Smooth is here. Ted Smooth is here. He's ready to rock. You trying to get out of here. Yo, Rich, I never seen a dude trying to steal me. We got to go to work. The people wanted that. We got to go to the studio. We got to work. Dude, got to go to the studio. Let me tell you something. I'm doing a song for upcoming artists so you could know. White cargo fan. Listen, for, for upcoming, I got to make a record called White Van, right? Let me tell you something. Test Move is here. Shout out Wild Cherry Pepsi. Erica Ford is like, he's here. She said, no white man talk to. I, I get it, Erica. All right, we'll stay the light, positive. The light, the light. We'll stay in the light. We'll stay in the light. Hold on. Let me get Ted Smooth up. Yeah, Erica's like, Ted Smooth's here. Like, yo, Joe. <laughs> Move on. Let's go. Let's not go there. White cargo van. They made it easy. Jesus. They want the fucking white van with the helicopter on top. Yo. Yo, Ted Smooth. What's good? You should have connected with the front. Yo, what's good? Yo, Ted, listen, my brother. What happened? Why you change? It used to say, Ted Smooth, Taj's father. What your daughter's name? Taj's is a professional dad. Yeah, but not now. You got to put Taj's dad back, bro. What you mean? It's, it's set? Right now, it when never I said Ty's dad. It don't say Ty's father. I like that. All right, I'm going to switch it up. I'm gonna put, All right, let's get to it. Let's go. What we doing you right hear now? Me though? What we doing right now? What we doing? Let's get to the vibe.
Let's go to Harlem. Let's go to Harlem. Hold on, we got a jump tap. Jump, jump. Stay with me. 
Yeah, yes. Let me see fire. Let me see fire.
Let's go to the next day. Let's go to the mixtape. Oh man. Oh man, hold on. What you say? You say you want to be the one I need. You say you want to be the one for me. You say you want to be the one I need. But then you go and act the way Yeah. 
Shout out to Willis Lynch, Mom. Shout out to Sykes. You remember? You remember? Crazy. Wild Cherry Pepsi. Shout out Brook Avenue. Fed Joe, listen here. I know you're doing your little new music Saturday thing and all that, but tomorrow, listen to me closely. Tomorrow, the Blend for Blend Battle Series on my live. We start at 7 o'clock. Me and Short Man Jungle at 8 o'clock. The battle is on. Legendary. I'm tuning in. Pretty Luke going to be there. K Slay going to be there. Crazy. I'm tuning in. Yes. I, you know I'm going to hit you with the little yo, 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 yo. One million percent. Do me a favor. Talk to Last me. Last record play Jay-Z Streets is watching. <sighs> Very important. If I that shoot you, I'm brainless. If you shoot me, you famous. What a brother to do when the... Now I'm going... I got to do my little one talk because you know Jay-Z did get us clip quick riff real quick fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, Kevin Kelsey, test move back, yo. On your beat, come on. Ruben. Okay. 
supply. It's all about the business crew. That be the motto. Ran out of ammo and started throwing bottles, running, and I ain't looking back for shit. Fuck it, ass kids today. I get you back for dinner. Hold on, hold on, Joe. Just in case Maury running around creeping. Just in case. Peace Guru. 
my door. Hold on. But this has always been something with which you have to be true. Crazy. <laughs> so in the year 1992. Crazy. Now this is how we do it. At the age of 19. I'm out of MCs that do not complain. No. Ted Smooth is stuck in the matrix right now. He's stuck in the matrix. And so, everybody, it ain't just Fat Joe. It's Jay-Z. It's every successful person that you see trying to get to the next level. That is already in the next level, trying to get even bigger. Uh, there's always somebody, a defector, a bum that used to be down that's on YouTube or somewhere, you know, that if they really want to smoke, they know where we at. But they know that this is too big to fail. They know they're worthless. And if we step out very fast and do what we got to do, we be the dummies. 
Tyree said, give back. Don't go back. Life is important. People have nothing to lose. <laughs> and you're right. Tyrese, you're right. And so, stay focused, guys. And stay out of your own ways. And some people be mad because they turn around and say, holy shit, I'm 40-something, I'm 50, I ain't do shit. I got nothing. What the fuck I do? And so you're mad at yourself and you want to point at the, you want to swing at the world, at the sky. You want to fight the sky. Because you realize you have the same 24 hours as everybody else and ain't done shit with it. And so get out your own way. I tell you, I met a guy today, he's a millionaire. The guy came over here from Venezuela five years ago. He ain't no English. He was a dishwasher. He would work seven days a week, 20 hours a day. Tyree said, we all wish Nip was here. We all wish. You right, Tyrese. And he got killed in his own neighborhood. And tell people this all the time. I said, listen, man, unfortunately, that's, I told a guy from Venezuela this. I said, listen, man, I'm proud of you. I love hearing stories of people who came from nothing, turned it around, became a million. I'm, I, I love that. That's what I love to hear. But unfortunately, you'll meet some crazy people here. But if you go back to Venezuela, they'll probably kill you in your hood. And Jam Master J and Big Al and Nipsey Hussle. You tell me why they kill them in their own hood. Why they kill all the greats in their own hood? They don't went all around the world. Never been touched. Come back to their hood and get killed. Jealousy is a disease. Tyrese again says, haters have a job to do. Haters don't want to be employed. Yeah, they definitely don't want to be employed. And so they don't want to work. They want to be bums. And so you got to get up. You can't be 48 years old sleeping on the couch playing Xbox, drinking Hennessy for breakfast. Talking about you a rapper. You're done, bro. You got to get up. You got to work. Get out of your own space. Get out of your own space. And so, jealous ones still envy. That's a good one. Jealous ones still envy. <laughs> and so it's like, sometimes I see these guys start, I said, damn, man. Then the homie get knocked out twice on a videotape, got up and ordered a drink, never fought back. Sheesh. In the light, Joe. 
Stay in the light. Don't talk facts because it gets people mad. Stay in the light. Stay in the light. You, you threatening me? Barbados in the check-in. And so, here we are. So I tell you, I used to get beat up every day when I was in junior high school. I used to get jumped by 20 guys. But I tell you, I fought all 20 guys. Got pounded out every day. Man, when you get knocked out two times, sitting at the bar and order a drink and don't fight back, sheesh. So I don't like to start talking negative stories because if I get to talking, I'm just like, it's, it's disrespectful all over the place. And I don't want to diss everybody. It's bad. I wind up looking wrong if I start talking facts. And so if I shoot you, I'm brainless. If you shoot me, you're famous. What a brother to do. The great Jay-Z. In fact, when they do the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, this has got to be in one of them quotes. Right? And so, give you a quick white van story and then I'm out of here. One time when I was very, very young, maybe 13, 14 years old, my man came to pick me up. He had a brand new car in the summer. The car was at Chrysler Fifth Avenue. I'm talking about a long time ago. I was a baby. We go pick up two girls. We go Katona Park. We there all afternoon chilling with two girls, fronting in the new car. We get to drive in the car. We go maybe 20 blocks near uh, 3rd Avenue. Bunch of cars pull up. Ay, ay, ay! They take us out. We out the car. They let the girls go. They take me and my man. And so... They take us in the back of this butcher shop. Apparently, my man stole a car from the biggest guy in the world over there. I'll even say his name, man. I'll say his name. I never said his name in my life. His name was Geraldo. Those that know, know. And so... The man is saying, you steal from me. Do you this, this, this? I ain't stealing, but my man did fuck it. I knew it wasn't his car. We, we guilty. He takes a piece of beef and throws it in the machine. 
presses the button, the beef turns into chopped meat where you can make a hamburger. And while he's explaining, he takes my hand He takes my hand and he's pushing it towards the machine. This is what happens to people who steal from this man. Thank God he ain't pressed the button. But he scared the fuck out of me. And so many years later, that became my block. And he got killed one day, nothing to do with me. I was a baby at the time. Now I remember hustling, looking at the side of the same butcher shop. They had an in memory of his big pitch out there with the gold chains his car. Every day I would watch this man who put my hand in the meat grinder. Be like, sheesh. Yeah, they know who I'm talking about. They, they said the block too quick. And so, that's a lesson. I'm trying to get Tess move off the screen. The man won't stop rocking. And so, that is a fact. We're talking, I, I can't go there. I can't go there. But um, but listen, put your make your darkest moments. Make your darkest moments bring your most clarity. That's all I got to say, man. You see who's with you when you're down and out. Me, I've always been a guy. You know, I was born in Bronx, Lebanon Hospital on Fulton Street. Cross the street from where, cross the street from where Larry Davis got into all that mess. Started from nothing. Me personally, proud of where I come from. I knew at 12 years old, I sat on the benches. The Bronx looked like a war zone. Sat on the benches with my man Louis from Cortland, Millie's brother. And I said, this ain't for me. He said, well, what you mean? I said, this broke shit ain't for me. And we like broke. We always been broke. Like, what the fuck you talking about? At that time, there was no videos, no social media. You could be from Alabama right now and watching social media and seeing them in mansions in Miami. They didn't have that. And so thank God I found a way to get out of there and change my life. But I knew. And so what I'm telling you is, 
Stop looking down on yourself, beating yourself up. The opportunity is out there. You got to put ego to the side, pride to the side, and go to work. Because no one, when I say no one, gave me nothing. I was in the streets. A lot of you guys are watching, unfortunately. Friends of mine who did 20 years in the feds, 15 in the fed. So everybody started going to jail. I changed my life. I went to the Apollo Theater. So now the Apollo Theater is the hardest place on earth to ever win or get on. And I go over there. Middle of Harlem, amateur night. Sign up. And I was one of the most respected dudes on the streets. So basically, I was playing myself going there. Because I believed in my dream, I wasn't going to let nothing stop me. I had to get on. I went to Apollo Theater. I won four weeks in a row. I came in first place. And so, and so, I remember being Fat Fat Joe, big, and walking up 30 flights of stairs, 31, to give my demo to somebody. His name was Cookie Gonzalez. I thought because he was Latino, he would check me out. He said I wasn't ready. When I got my deal on Relativity Records, shout out to the tax crew, legendary graffiti crew. I got my deal. I told Relativity, give me the biggest posters you've ever seen from the floor to the ceiling. The whole record industry was mad at them. They would just big sheets of posters that said Fat Gangster would be like this. I don't even own one now. We went all over Queens, all over Brooklyn, Atlantic Avenue, Queens Boulevard over the 57th Bridge, all of We would go all night, me, Flojo, number one, I would go all night, push glue on the posters. I come back, I look like a, a ghost at seven in the morning with my song number one on the radio. I did that myself. After I slept three hours, I'd be outside the train station giving out little cards that said, Flojo, check me out. Ain't nothing been given to me.
Get on your grind, bro. No one man can hold one man back. You're going to tell me you've been rapping 25 years and don't got one hit? God damn, bro. Start a company, start being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, man. I meet so many people. You know, I went out there today uh, in, the, in, the, in, uh, in the boat and uh, let me explain something to you. I want y'all to think. See you, Christian Dior. Think of how many rappers that we love and we big up never put on another rapper. Think. Think of your greatest, your favorite rappers ever. The greatest of all time. Think of how many never put on one rapper. My family consists of Big Pun, DJ Khaled, Remy Ma, Scott Storch, Coolin' Dre. I took Pitbull's demo. Pitbull, the rapper, who got so much money, more than me, he could buy the island I live on. I took Pitbull's demo and took it to TBT. It's to sign this guy. Tony Sunshine. French Montana, they wouldn't play him on the radio. Fat Joe went to the radio station and told him, this is something you have to hear. They played it. Four months later, he was a superstar. And so what I do, is I look at somebody's track record. Let me study this guy, see what he's done. But no, no, let me study this guy. Well, I'm on his mellow I'm on his balls. He's the greatest of all time. Let me see who he put on, whose families he made millionaires. And where that family tree went. I never lie. 
And when you talk about selfishness, we got a show here. We've been rocking for a year. Complex called it number one. Everybody should have called it number one because can't nobody do what I've been doing. Nobody. A year straight. This week alone, I brought everybody the biggest in the game here. We come on here, New Music Saturdays. Name another one of your favorite rappers that bring up the new rappers that rap on here. Nobody. And so you wake up one day, fuck Joe, he's selfish, he ain't made it. This guy's about cars and you fucking right. My father's Cuban. My mother gave him money to buy the smallest, bummiest boat in the Mariela. He went to Cuba to get all my brothers and sisters. They only gave him two sisters and 30 Marielitos on a boat that's supposed to fit six. When he was coming across the water, the boat was sinking. The Coast Guard saved him. He didn't know those Cubans on the boat, but he brought them back. Do you know where half those Cubans that we never knew ended up? Forest Projects, Apartment 5E. When I went to school, I was stepping on people because there was people laying all on the floor. We've been given our whole life when we ain't even have it. We've been given our whole life and ain't even have it. These people can't fuck with me. Never been there. We met these so-called tough guys working in Toys R Us. Never been in the streets. Listen, everybody, God is great. Believe in God, because I always do. And so I get, you know, we're human. We're all human. Even though we built for shit, we thick skin. We feel the hate. We see the hate. We feel the hate. We see it. We don't know why. We've given to everybody. Everybody's eating with us. Anybody who's kept it loyal to Fat Joe is eating. God's been great to us. He will continue to be great to us. Look at God and get out of your way. Start working. Start working, bro. Jimmy's Bronx Cafe. His father, may he rest in peace. And shout out to Jimmy's daughter. It's her birthday. My niece. Started on the side of the Cross Bronx Expressway selling fish. 
I know my mother and father, we used to go buy fish from his father. Then he wound up owning the business, buying the building that they used to sell the fish on the side. And he started Marisco de Caribe. Don't tell me you can't do it, bro. Don't tell me you can't be something. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. And the weirdest thing about this social media is if you see anybody dissing me in the comment or dissing me on YouTube or this, I walk everywhere. I never hear a hatchu wherever I go. Look at my Instagram. Flooded with jewels on in the hood. Flooded, though, laying layers of it. I hear nothing. Stop lying to yourselves. I'm not the one, never been. So now if I shoot you, I'm brainless. You shoot me, you famous. What's a brother to do? God is great. This is the biggest show in America, biggest show in the land. Dubai is on the check-in. Asia is on the check-in. Africa is on the check-in. The West Coast, the dirty South. Never limit yourself. Never limit yourself. We got something here. We got something here, man, that's priceless, man. It's just you and me. And the people, all these artists, all these, I can't even begin to remember who's here. Can you tell me of who's been on the show? Can I see? Who's been, I'm scared already. Like, I don't even know who's been on the show. Success Clothing. My brother got a clothing line, Success Clothing. He been grinding. Not asking nobody for shit. Working his ass off. Selling the t-shirt, selling his hats. The same. We've always showed this man love. And I wish he gets rich. I wish all of you get rich. And so don't be mad at somebody because he's rich. Or he fought his way out the hood. But ask yourself again. Your favorite rapper. Did you want to... Have they opened businesses or gave back to their community? It's not even my style, but I'm just trying to open your minds. I hate doing this to people. I don't do it. And so it looks crazy on me when people try to go at me and I just try to play the higher role and not really answer these people. 
Little Wayne, Bobby Brown, Coco, Kenny Sway always, Mark Anthony been on here, Mary J. Blige. Keith Sweat gave a fucking concert here. Lisa, Lisa. These are all fucking icons, legends, Clark Kent. Kodak Black was on this bitch. Little Yachty on this bitch. Little Uzi Burt in this bitch. Chris Brown in this bitch. Buster Rhymes in this bitch. <laughs> man, stop acting, man. These guys that you see that try to do this or do this, they got a hundred workers trying to do what we do. I got a light and a phone. They can't take away the greatness. I won't allow it. And this is the problem. This is the problem. Polo G. <laughs> the youth is here. Kalani. Alicia Keys, Little Kim. Remy. Vanessa Williams. I mean, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? It just won't stop with people. Benjamin Crump, Reverend Al Sharpton, AOC, Dr. Fauci, Ari Melba, Metal World Peace. What do you want me to do? So what do you want me to do? Say that we ain't the biggest? We the biggest. And nobody did this shit. With a hundred workers. With a corporate company backing them up. With a, nobody's done this. They're liars. Killer Mike. Bun B. Jay Prince. Big you, spooky. Noriega all the time. Shout out my brother, Nori. Uh, Andrew Yang. Isaac Wright Jr. Nick Cannon addressed this shit here. Joel Santana came out of jail straight here. Floyd Mayweather. Bobby Smurder coming up. Bow wow. You can't let these people lie to you. Stop DJ Clue, DJ Envy, Four Master Flex, Big Boy LA, CJ, Hoopty, Stephanie Mills. Edgar Balanga, I am Mike Tyson. You say I lied, Roy Jones Jr. I've asked 50 Cent over 10 billion times. Chuck D, Big Daddy Kane been on here. Rakim been on here. Chuck D, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, Dougie Fresh. Maya Jaru? I got Chris Brown on here. 
Keisha Cole, Shanti, Lala, Adrian Bailon, Angie Martinez, Louis Guzman, Michael K. Williams, KRS One. Brought to you by Wild Cherry Pepsi. Because the bag is always in effect. Think. No, Rihanna, she's on a single. Rihanna's on a single. LL Cool J, sweetie. Yo, Rashad, white bag talk. I gave you some white van. I put my hand in the meat grinder. Mary J's been on here. Dame Dollar been on here. Spider Mitchell been on here. Shaquille O'Neal, D-Wade been on here. Kenny DeSmith. Roe Parrish. Are you guys serious? Too Short, E-40 been on here. B-Real been on here. We rep the Brown. Snow the, Snow the Product been on here. We rep the Brown. Lorenz Tate been on here. Tyrese has been on here. Timbo the King. Carl Kanai. I give up. I give up. I've been trying to get Dapper Dan in here. You know I love that. I've been going to Dapper Dan since I'm 14. You could ask Stepper Dan, who was the man back in 88, every other week, trick, 30 grand. He answered that question before in other places. True. Facts. Manuel Lewis is a friend of the show. He's family. He's part of this. I don't know about y'all, but that shit blew my mind yesterday. Homeboy, the fucking uh, magician. Yo, Rashad, you missed the white van talk. I can't go there no more. We in love and the light. We kept it real. We talked a lot of shit. Uh, we're not going there. I'm on my way to the studio, actually. Peace, y'all. God is great. See you Monday. Patty LaBelle been on here. Patty, Miss Patty been on here. Little punk. <laughs> Ah, oh, Budja Bontar, fresh out of jail. Budja, the Gagamel. DJ Sage, what up? Don't let these people lie to you, man. We the biggest in the game. Jealousy is a disease. Stay away from that. Right. Jerry, of course.